everyone. Welcome back to Crazy Ex Coworkers, the podcast where we are recording live from Ashley's bed. Hi. Yes. Um, we have Ashley, Sosha, and little baby Emma. She's snoozing on me right now, so she might wake up at any moment and just go, ah! So Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, and because we're recording snuggled up in my bed, three of us, um, we have one audio track. So hopefully this sounds A-OK. You're getting the uh, the acoustic version of <laughs> Sosha and Ashley unplugged. Yeah, uncut. Uncut and unplugged. Uh, today, and like other days, we are watching episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with no spoilers for Ashley and also no spoilers for Emma because, you know, she's not doesn't want to know what's going to happen. No, she doesn't. Well, uh, we have to be honest with our listeners. I was spoiled a little bit. Well, we logged in. So because we're recording from the comforts of my bed, um, we had to log into Netflix, you know, from the computer for the first time. So I got a sneak peek at episode 12, which is called Trent exclamation point. And holy crap, does that change everything what I was going to talk about in today's episode? (laughs) Don't let that color your uh, discussion of this episode. This episode, which is season three, episode 11, Nathaniel and I are just friends. It's not season three, episode 12, Trent, but I know, I know. clearly you're going to want to rush off and I just watch that Trent. episode right away. I love Trent. <laughs> we know that you love Trent. Uh, well, today's episode was written by Aaron Ehrlich and directed by Father Bra, Renee Goubet. Um, and it's a very interestingly structured episode, very different from other episodes because we have lots of little plot lines and then we have a time jump. That leads into sort of the continuation of each of those plot lines. So a little bit different than what we're used to. I just cannot believe Valencia is gay now. I mean, I'm so sorry for all my predictions that she's going to end up with Kevin, that she's going to end up with White Feather. And here we are, Zosha, just sitting and laughing that, nope, she ends up with a woman. <laughs> uh, there was a point where I thought, like, maybe she'd end up with Father Bra. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm going to jump right into the recap yes, since recap there's first. a lot going on. Uh, so as I said, several plot lines are set up before the time jump. So we open on Dr. Akopian listening to a voicemail from Rebecca who is ready to return to her regular therapy sessions. She is thrilled to hear that Rebecca is sounding so self-aware and is ready to put in the work. Here we have song number one right off the jump. It's called This Session is Going to be Different. In their first session together, Rebecca ca- uh, catches Dr. Akopian up on the last few months and reveals that she and Nathaniel are sleeping together, despite both of them knowing it's a bad idea. Nathaniel's still dating Mona, but Rebecca claims it's fine because Mona doesn't know about it, so no one is getting hurt. Plus, she isn't getting obsessive over Nathaniel like in the past, and she also says that it's the last time that they're going to sleep together. Meanwhile, Paul is frustrated by everyone in the office's lack of professionalism and sloppy work. She decides to hire her, her law school friend, Sunil, to help whip the team into shape. Heather is thriving in her new home-based job and in her relationship with Hector. Plus, she is pregnant with Daryl and Rebecca's baby. What a strange sentence that is to say. (laughs) That is so strange. (laughs) Valencia meets with a new client named Beth, who runs a PR firm and will have lots of upcoming events that she will need help with. Lastly, White Josh is leaving to build homes with uh, Habitat for Humanity and is still hurting over his breakup with Daryl. So now that we've set up where everyone is, we flash forward for eight months uh, where White Josh has returned home with facial hair and a new dog who Josh wants to call Dog Josh. (laughs) (laughs) They do look very similar. Beth and Valencia are in a relationship, both personal and professional. Heather is miserable being pregnant and wants to enter a skateboarding competition. Sunil has become friends with Jim, Tim, and Maya, and Paula is fuming all by herself. Lastly, we see that Nathaniel is still dating Mona, but regularly hooking up with Rebecca in the office and at home base and pretty much anywhere. An eight-month affair is so long. It's pretty long. So long. I, I, I know this episode was fun and a lot happened, but this was actually probably one of those episodes that made me really emotional <laughs> for some reason. And I'm like, it's, it's, there was the Valencia finally finding love, right? And there was just this beautiful, mo- and I don't want to jump around too much, which I famous last words. I, I still have more recaps. Oh, 
Oh my god, so sorry. Go keep fucking talking. That's alright. We're, we're, there's only a little bit left. The uncut version. The, <laughs> it's all uncut. At Daryl's baby shower, things come to a head when Rebecca sees Nathaniel and Mona together and is forced to confront her feelings of jealousy and guilt. Paula also overhears Sunil and the others talking about how mean she is to them with her feedback. Uh, so Paula and Rebecca fake a cupcake incident and leave early, opening up to each other about their problems. The next day, Paula apologizes to Sunil for being so hard on him and they make up, but agree that the other three are still idiots. Rebecca finally ends things with Nathaniel for real, but he lets her know that if she wanted to get back together, he would forget about Mona. Rebecca is shaken by this, but it tells Dr. Copian she's too afraid of how she behaves in a relationship to pursue things further with Nathaniel. Dr. Copian tells her that she is worthy of love and it might be time to face her fears. But even after texting Nathaniel and walking to his apartment, Rebecca chickens out and walks away before he opens the door. You have song number two, Face Your Fears, Reprise. I love that song. You do? I love that Was song. it in your top five for season one? I don't think so, but I do, <laughs> I do love that song. It was, uh, I think it's in episode three. It's a, Face it's a your fears. long callback. Stand your <laughs> Really good song. Uh, Did we ever talk about your cameo on this podcast from Diamond oh, Champlin? So yeah. that, yeah, I have, that was something I thought about depending on it's personal. So yeah, you we can, can into, tweet we can, it. We can, we can get into it a little bit, but we, we can, you want to talk yeah, about yeah, it right yeah, now? Yeah, we can talk about it right now before we get into that. <laughs> so for Ashley's childbirth, uh, I bought her a cameo, which if you don't know what a cameo is, it's a video message from a star quote unquote star. In this case, an amazing star um, from Donna Lynn Champlin. And I told her, you know, Ashley's having a baby. And she sent us the nicest, longest, like 10 minute recording. Yeah. That was just like so sweet. It had all kinds of advice for a new mom. And she sang, she, which songs did she sing? She sang a little bit of the Miracle Bird. Yeah, the Miracle Bird. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, have to watch, I remember I watched it like three times. And so for viewers on the podcast, it was also very sweet because 2022 wasn't that great of a year. I mean, it was a blessing of that my baby was born, um, but I had to lay my dog to rest a week, 10 days exactly um, before she, my Emma was born um, because he had a very aggressive throat cancer and it was inoperable. And if you go to the ER and just say, can't you just shoot him with a bunch of chemo? They say no. Um, and it was very, very, very hard to watch him, you know, go through throat cancer. Um, so she left a really great message about like my dog's tragedy. Um, but also like getting whisked up in like motherhood. So it's been a crazy couple months. Um, but yeah, I really like Donald. Donald it was, I highly recommend it. I was like, I keep calling her Paula. Paula, it was just like, like your, your did problems. she call you cookie at some point? Like it was perfect. It was everything you could want. If you're yeah. thinking about buying a cast cameo, I highly recommend it. She was lovely. Yeah. Just ask her for life advice. And so she gave me books and I got them off of Amazon and I was like, oh, freaking great. Baby 401 is awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's a good person. Um, so thanks for that. Gift. That was a, the best gift. Thank you, Zosha. Oh, it's a gift that you keep getting. I'm glad it turned out so well. Now I want to go and watch it again. Because yeah. I like I watched it, I got so emotional. I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the loss of the dog. And it was like I was like literally like nine and a half months pregnant dealing with that stuff. And I was like, I was like, I just hope my baby's okay from this drug. Like I had my first like contractions, I think, when the vet was like, the kindest thing you could do for your dog is put him down. Oh. I was like, uh, I was like, and I was like there, like my husband, I'm like, I just want him and the baby to be friends. And like, we, uh, I was just like, I wanted them to meet and I wanted them to, I don't know, be cute and be like golden retriever and little baby running around. And it just don't idealize your future too much because you cannot control it. Um, so anyway, so that's a little personal. Aside. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was a tough time. Very tough. But you know, never it never goes away, and you just have to remember it fondly, or uh, you'll get really sad. Yeah. So I have a candle that I light that has his name on it when I think of him. 
And then Alex, my husband, will know when I've been thinking about him without us having to have that conversation because the candle's on and he can smell the candle. Aww. So I'll be like, oh, um, I'll go for a walk. And he'll, like, he'll know, like, you know, that we don't have to talk about it, but, like, oh, his presence is there. So nice that's, gesture. That's very sweet. It is very that's sweet. very sweet. Okay. Oh, we got heavy early into this well, episode. Well, that's a great transition because I thought this episode was heavy people evolved like i had really trouble trying to think of like what is the theme because we jump eight months mm-hmm. so some things change and some things stay don't. exactly yeah. the same right so i was surprised that heather and hector were still dating because they just when i see them now they just seem more like friends than lovers and maybe that's because they can't really be intimate maybe when she's that pregnant i don't know People, different folks in different strokes. She also did, like, it's so funny. She was talking about how, like, oh, I'm so big. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm like, she looks less pregnant than I do. And I'm, I'm only 28 weeks. Well, this is obviously a fake belly. <laughs> right, thing. exactly. I'm like, that's not what a pregnant, a nine-month pregnant woman looks like. I mean, it was when she put the bodysuit on, though. <laughs> yeah, but that was supposed to be a fat suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, because then it's like when they were having the, like, I don't, so... Every single character, I think, had this really aha moment. Like, I think White Josh wants to get back together with Daryl. I think Nathaniel really loves Rebecca. And the moment Rebecca said to the ther- to Dr. Gopian, I can't date him because I don't want to die. Yeah. I just, like, my heart broke. Like, it was just the way that you see how she got to that conclusion yeah. Just through every part of it. She's like, I can be the mistress. I can have an affair. I can feel love. I can be love. But mm, then I can go order a sandwich and make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what's healthy for me. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was self-aware, but really sad for her to think, like, I can't be in a relationship because it makes me do these crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then I try to kill myself. Yes. And she was like, she's made this connection in her mind that relationships equal death. Yeah. And she's not wrong. She's not wrong. So, but I really like that Dr. Copian pointed out that like, hey, you've done a lot of work. Maybe you're ready. Maybe you're not ready. But like, you can't avoid relationships forever. So. That's why we need Trent to come back into the <laughs> And she's ready for Trent. Yes. And now Trent comes in and he saves the day. Somehow. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't put the piece together because all I know is Trent's back. Oh my God. And just so the listeners know too. Because we take so long to record and Zosha likes to torture me, <laughs> I literally watched this episode 11 twice. Twice, I tell you. And all I want to do is finish the season and watch the miracle of birth thing. <laughs> and I cannot, it's been like three weeks. And I'm just being oh my episode. God. Uh, I think I said this in season one of the recording, but it's taught me a lot about we had a lot of non-overlapping vacations this summer which was really difficult because i'd be away and ashley would be away and i would be away and And then doja's taking a class and then i'm like i the baby didn't sleep for four days so oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna sleep now so if there's any fans left out there we appreciate you hanging on so long hopefully things even the fake fan you know who we're talking about? <laughs> Our fake fan. Who, Our fake fan um, who who tricks us and writes us. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast no. either. <laughs> that, that's for the podcast After Dark. It was too raw. It was too raw in the moment. Um, we'll reveal the fake fan at the end of the season. After <laughs> we do season four. That's okay. We have enough real fans. We appreciate the real fans out there. So, all right, let's start back at the beginning. So we have this really hopeful moment from Dr. Copian. And my first note is just, a copes is back. Do you need your notes up? No, I just wanted to make sure we're still recording. (laughs) Important. Important. Very important. We close the tab. Because, again, the uncut version. We close the tab to watch the Netflix. Well, she has such a powerful voice. I know. It's so good. I wish the song were better. Because her voice is just dazzling. She, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the song, but, like, that was my main note for the song. Is She's an incredible singer. Like, um, Michael Hyatt, obviously, back as Dr. Copian. You have mentioned many times, where the heck did she go? She is back, and this is a really good episode for her. Because, you know, as a therapist, she's probably, like, been waiting for Rebecca to have this moment and realization for her entire What was crazy was... When she, Rebecca actually goes to therapy and answers the door, there's this, there's this where she's recapping Dr. Gopi and like all the things that happened. Yep. 
and she talks about Buffalo. And I'm like, Buffalo seems like it was so long ago. ago. (laughs) Yeah. Buffalo seems so long ago. Uh, But (laughs) But that's when Paula was almost kind of like, do I want to get back with that high school guy? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. That was the first half of the season. I cannot believe that. I know. We've stretched out the season incredibly long. Incredibly long. But she does this whole recap. She catches Dr. Copian up, which is great for us if we haven't been watching in a while. Yeah. Bunch of copes, all the crumbs. Bunch of copes. Uh, loved it. Um, but I liked, uh, I also wrote her, well, she's describing her and uh, Nathaniel getting caught by the janitor having sex and nobody finished, so it doesn't count, except the janitor. Ooh, and so Nathaniel nice. references it again when he's talking to his girlfriend, Mona saying that he caught the janitor jerking off in the closet, which is clearly not what happened. But I do feel bad because him and Mona seem like a really good couple. Like, she seems pretty cool. It seems like they're similar in lots of ways. I disagree. You disagree? How come? I think they're cordial. Okay. I feel no passion, no chemistry. And I feel like, so this is going to sound a little bit mean. I just feel like there's a certain type of, like, affluent well-to-do white woman, white woman, (laughs) maybe where they do everything they're supposed to do. They go to graduate school. (laughs) Pointing at me. They like, (laughs) they do the undergrad. They Mm -hmm. work a few years. They go to graduate school. Then they find the the guy and then they settle down. And they don't think if they're happy, and they don't think if this is... Don't call me out like this on the podcast, Ashley. <laughs> I don't know. So she gives me the stereotypical vibe. She gives of like, those vibes. This is, I, like, he's on my checklist. Mm. So she's just, like, going with the flow. And nothing bothers her. Like, the fact that he didn't respond to her text message with the hair and the toes and the through the socks text message. And I'm like, a normal person who really likes a guy, be like, why didn't you ask me back? <laughs> like, what? Like, Rebecca would have been like Rebecca would be like why didn't you back it's like Rebecca would have come and found him it just mean. she seems like she's I don't know maybe Nathaniel needs a little bit of crazy in his life maybe that's yeah, what he likes passion yeah. there was no passion anyway no passion no chemistry and honestly I think Nathaniel's just some some notch on her like achievement belt mm. anyway fair enough fair <laughs> enough um my <laughs> randomly my <laughs> only note I don't know about chemistry. I just liked her. I didn't think about maybe did I like them together. Um, I liked her. She seemed cool. And like, yeah, I just think, yeah, if it, if there's no chemistry and it's not right, he should just break up with her. He should stop, you know, banging Rebecca. Yeah, should be, I mean, there, he's a huge, really? huge ass for doing that. Even if they don't chemistry, like not, Adam Levine ass motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, my only note for this next scene, which is the uh, in the office and Paula playing mommy to all of the little naughty children, Tim, Jim, and Maya, they're all so well coordinated. Did you notice their outfits? No. Look at this. It's like a, almost like a periwinkle blue coll- like collared shirts on Tim and Jim. Then Paula has the same color cardigan, and she's wearing this like floral shirt. And then Maya is wearing a also like a nature patterned shirt. Like, look at how well. Look at this color scheme. Purple on the right. It looks so nice. Yeah, it's like a like a pastel grayish bluish purple. I don't know. They're not exactly the same, but I was like, oh, this is like the new uh, uniform (laughs) since since Rebecca took over. Well, as two tech workers, we're like. So this is what people who dress up to go to work look like. Oh, I work from home, girl. I've been going to the office and I'm like... And I'm pregnant. I've been wearing drawstring pants. (laughs) And... (laughs) And my socks. (laughs) (laughs) And Ashley's compression socks. So good times. So not coordinated collared shirts and periwinkle tones. Absolutely not. I may never. I may never. But I I like the aesthetic. They look lovely. All I had was Paula was being so mean. And someone said the word blur. I don't have the word blurg in quotes. Someone said blurg. I don't remember blurg. blurg. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Paula used it to describe Tim's deposition. Yeah. I didn't know it had an H at the end. So, I mean, we may all agree that feedback is a gift, but, like, Paula is being very rude. I don't think she would be considered giving, like, good constructive feedback. Well, I think Maya hit the nail on the head in one of these episodes, either the, the, maybe this one, where she was like, Paula grew up in a time where she had to like make a name for herself and she had to be a hard, she had to ass. Be a hard ass and she had to like stand up against the men folk because 
she had to pave the way for all of the other women to be taken seriously. And Paul also makes a good point at like at the end of the episode when she talks to Sunil, which is like her dad never thought she was going to amount to anything. Yeah. And she is very insecure as well still. Um, but she is dumb. they are dumb, but she's definitely like not being constructive. So I understand why they all are kind of like she's the office bitch or she's the the office meanie essentially. Um so I did think it was funny that they keep bringing up this crime fighting TV show. <laughs> where, like the possum and the cat who are like doing in the closet. I there's no way that they think a possum and a cat are having sex in the or fighting each other in the supply well, closet. More importantly, if you were to compare the possum and the cat to Nathaniel and Rebecca, who would be the possum and who would be the cat? That's a great question. I always think of it as Rebecca the cat. I don't know. I think Nathaniel's the cat. Really? Yeah, because he's well <laughs> well groomed and. Uh, you think so? Rebecca's more of like a goblin <laughs> person. <laughs> Depends on what kind of cat. Is it like an alley cat or is it like a furry cat? A ginger. Whatever those orange cats are. Tabby cats. Tabby cat? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, suspension of disbelief. Does anyone actually think like they're, there's like, what's wrong with the supply closet that it's constantly <laughs> rocking? Like. People, you even throughout this whole episode, even when him and Rebecca have their coded supplies conversation, I'm like, if, they, if those lawyers were a little smarter, they would figure it out. But like, I can't go get office supplies with you anymore. You're getting office supplies with someone else. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're the possum and the cat, but they don't put it together. At least I, we're meant to believe that they don't. Nobody puts no. it together, which makes no sense. Um. So this is where Paula brings in Sunil to be her ally. And uh, she thinks he's going to be on her side against all of the dum-dums in the office. And at first he is. But we see all of that change after the time jump. Prediction for season four. Okay. Rebecca and Sunil finally become friends. Become friends, even though both of them said they'd rather die. Yes. I mean, they both <laughs> said they'd rather die. But they, they have so much in so common. So much in common. They do. They really and do. And they get all of the same metaphors and references. <laughs> it's all... Uh, musical theater, very specific musical theater references. Uh, and then we had, we actually see Rebecca and Nathaniel in their supply closet hookup, which really the only thing that I wrote down from this scene is you and I should play Boggle sometime. Oh my God. I love Boggle. <laughs> I've not played Boggle since I was like seven years old. I think I've tried, but I was never a speller. So Boggle just turned into like it, cat, bat. But why Why is Boggle what gets them both so horny? <laughs> I don't understand. All because of a sudden it's like, oh, Boggle, oh my God. And then they're making out. Remember they were having the Harry Potter chat in the elevator and they kissed for the first time? It's true. They're weird nerds. Hey, they found a person. This is a moment where you know that there's somebody for everybody. <laughs> oh, another thing. So you know how the door is banging? Like, I just don't think people have sex up against the doorknob. That would really right. hurt. Yeah. And also, like, if you know that you're in an office, again, TV show. Have to remember that. If you know that you're in an office and you don't want people to know you're having sex, don't do it up against the wiggly door. Also, we've seen the layout of this office. Is the supply closet in the hallway? I don't know. Where is this? It's just, I don't know. It's such a reality show trope to, like, bang in the supply closet. <laughs> It, it sounds better than it probably is in, in reality. Yeah, probably. So then we jump to home bases, and this is where we get kind of the quick cut of, like, what everyone's up to before we do the time jump. So Heather is all excited about home base crew, uh, what is it, yellowtail crudo that she's not supposed to eat, but she still seems fine with it because it's all new. I didn't really understand the timeline because it's, like, they must know pretty early that, She's like the pregnancy is taking because then it's eight months later, but then she still has another month to go. So how does that work? Maybe it was just that they were, I can't remember the episode prior. I know that she got the egg. So she knows she's pregnant. Yes. So it must be like literally like 12 weeks, probably at least right. That she's going to tell people. But then it's eight months later and she still hasn't given birth. Yeah. That timeline doesn't make any sense. You're pregnant for 10 months. Sosha, you're pregnant. You know this. Yeah, but you said 12 weeks. Yeah, tw- 12 weeks plus It's three eight. months plus eight months. That's 11. Oh. <laughs> That's way too many months. Yes. Yeah. I am so wrong. Right. <laughs> so if they're saying eight months, let's say, let's assume they mean eight times four weeks, not eight months. Yeah. Okay. So what is that? <laughs> what are we 
trying to get at here. Okay. <laughs> so if it's eight months, let's call it 32 weeks, right? Yeah. But she's still saying she has a month left. So that would be, okay. So let's say she's four weeks pregnant at this point in time. Yeah. Plus the eight months, which is actually 32 weeks and not actually eight months. Bingo. Then she has four weeks left. So that's when she says she has a month left. She means four weeks. That makes it make sense. That makes it make sense. Let's go with that. Oh my God. Because it isn't actually 10 months. It's like yeah. nine months, but it's like the, that's why people use weeks. Cause it, it's much easier because months are not a standard unit of measurement. And because it's weeks from, con- from your last period. Yes. That's and that's true, why true. it feels so much longer. Cause it's like, people know they're pregnant after they miss their period, which means they they're already like pregnant, four, weeks four weeks pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. But I mean, you ovulate between, oh, whatever. It's whatever. Like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say I'm like four months pregnant, you're like, okay, but is that a 28 day month or a 30 day month? 31 day month? Right. So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. So if people ask, I'm six months pregnant and I have 12 weeks left. <gasps> I just cannot wait. <laughs> but if that means Zosha won't record this podcast. Oh my God. Am I going to be even worse? If you, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to. Sit. I'm gonna take the baby. Can I take Adderall when I'm breastfeeding? I don't know. I don't know. I have to look it up. Look it up. I can't get anything done without it. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I want some too. <laughs> These topics don't do anything. No, no, you're you're not microdosing mushrooms with Emma. <laughs> no, probably wouldn't be a good idea. So Heather is like has a new hobby. She's making humans. Um, she's Said she made an eyeball. I don't know. That seems early. I think that's but, early. Too yeah. early for the eyeball. Too early for an eyeball, but that's okay. She doesn't know. She doesn't have an app. Clearly. Yeah, because she shouldn't be a surrogate because she's never done this before. <laughs> it's like surrogacy 101. Mm. So I got... Uh, it up? Well, Veronica sent me straight. She said, if you are a paid surrogate, then all of those things you said in the other episode apply. But if it's just like your friend that's going to do it for you and you're not going to pay them, oh. they, they don't have to meet any sort of criteria. Who's going to vet them? Oh. They can just do it. But then how did they get the, the egg and the sperm inside her without proper vetting? They can still, like, the doctor will still do it. It's just, like, if you were going to go hire a surrogate yeah. and you didn't know who it was going to be and you had, like, the, the service or whatever showed you a book of surrogates, they would all have to meet that criteria. Oh. But if you were, like, my friend wants to do it, they'll still do it. Like, can really? still do it. Yeah. There's got to be some law against that. <laughs> There's no law against it. Wow. Anyone can get pregnant, Ashley. There's, a, there's so, no vetting for regular pregnancy either. Oh my gosh. I want to touch her little tiny foot, but I'm afraid I'll wake her up. I don't want to wake her up. I don't want to wake her up. She's got one sock on and one sock off, and it's really <laughs> cute. I can't see it. We don't know where the other sock is. <laughs> I was here two seconds It's right here ago. by your thumb. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It looks, she's got such tiny little toesies. Sorry, I got distracted. Um... Because she's real cute. So Heather, <laughs> Heather's growing people. Um, Valencia has just met our new character, Beth. Uh, and now we've met all the new folks. So I'll just really quickly run down um, the actors for those. We've got Mona, who is played by Lyndon Smith. She has previously played the character of Natalie in the TV show Parenthood and Danielle in the movie Stepsisters, which is about step dancing. Not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen either of those, as usual. Beth is played by Emma Willman, who's actually a stand-up comedian. She looks so... Is she from New Hampshire? I don't know the answer to that. She's a stand-up comedian. Um, she has done some acting, but the one place that I haven't seen her, but I show I'm aware of, at least, there's a show called Crashing. Have you heard of Crashing? Yeah. So it's about this stand-up comedian whose wife leaves him, and then he starts trying to, like... I you spell the last name? Uh, W-I-L-L-M-A-N. So she um, she plays herself in that show, Crashing, because there's a lot of other comedians in the show. He plays a stand-up comedian. He is a stand-up comedian. It's sort of one of those shows where the lines are blurry between are they playing themselves or are they playing, like, you know, comic versions of themselves. But anyway, yeah. so she plays another stand-up comedian but she, as herself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyways. She's from Maine. I knew she was in New... I knew all the... I, I try to keep a pulse on all the New England... Comedians, sure. I've I've seen her stand up. She's pretty good. Have you? Yeah, she's pretty good. Okay. So she has one stand up about um, she had a black girlfriend. Oh, I I don't think I've seen any of her stand up. I have to look her up. Um, but yes, uh, you can. I think you can tell a little bit. Like I feel like she's not as strong of an actress. Yeah. But 
I do like the character and I think the twist of Valencia and her getting together is great. It gives us another maybe bisexual character. It's not really clarified, but at least at this point. Um, And then Sunil is back, who is played by Parvesh Gina. Mostly has lots of voiceover work um, for animated films. There wasn't anything that stuck out to me. Question. Yes. In these last eight months, what is white Josh been doing? I mean, tired of white Josh, regular Josh. Yeah, that that was interesting because I, I noticed the same thing when I was writing the notes, which is everyone kind of gets a baseline and then a where they ended up. Regular Josh did not. <laughs> Regular Josh, we we don't know where he is now. We don't know where he was before. Like, because he wasn't working at Aloha Tech. He was trying. He was doing the stripper. He moved dance. in with. Yeah, he was stripping and he moved in with Hector's mom. And then Hector moved out and moved yep. in with Heather. And we don't know. We don't have any what updates on Josh Josh's life. We don't know. Josh is irrelevant. Rebecca doesn't care about Josh anymore, so he doesn't feature in this story, clearly. Wow. It's interesting. It is interesting. I did notice that. Although he did think that Habitat for Humanity was Happy Tats for Manatees. That's a stretch. <laughs> Manatee, humanity. Does Greg come back? Can't tell you. <laughs> Thought I could get you. <laughs> so, yeah. And I would just spill the beans? I don't think so. You already know Trent comes back. I can't wait to watch the episode. No more spoilers for you. <laughs> so, we know. All right. So, um, we got all our, our new folks. We see Beth and Valencia meet for the first time. We see White Josh's plans to go to Habitat for Humanity. We see Sunil and Paula making fun of the tall idiot, short idiot, and tiny idiot, Jim, Tim, and Maya. And then Heather walks behind the bar and comes out the other side eight months later. Dun, dun, dun. Quick question. When you saw the first conversation between Valencia and Beth, did you feel like they had chemistry? I did. And you were like, am I imagining this? Yes. Yeah. I thought I was imagining it. But also there was a very sweet moment where Valencia's like, you think I'm funny? And that was just like so heartwarming. Because you remember her being like, I don't get humor. I don't get humor. <laughs> and like, she's just, Valencia is the character that's, I think, come the farthest. She was dating Josh. She didn't have a girlfriend. She, I don't know. She was just like making up her life in a way that didn't suit her. And now she's broke up with Josh. She started her own business. She, I don't know. Now she's a lesbian. I don't know. She, I'm just really proud of Valencia. <laughs> I'm proud of her too. Um, but then you also see the, you know, Nathaniel and Becca still banging. Nathaniel and Rebecca still banging, banging in home base, which, ugh, don't do that. Your friend's place of work. It looks so much nicer after a while. Right. We see the upgrades that Heather has made also over that time period. the brick and the, it looks so And the blue. It does look very nice. She nested in there for sure. (laughs) <laughs> but I like how they be like, you did this to me. And Hector's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> this is not my baby. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they had, they had a, such a very funny pregnancy dynamic. So yeah. I was actually going to ask you, have you ever had some Heather moments in your pregnancy yet? Where I'm like, you did this to me? No, just like the, there's one thing that she had done with the skate, the whole skateboarding thing. Yeah. I like, I want to go to the skate park. The doctors want me to go to the skate park. <laughs> and how I was like that. Cause I just wanted to go to Six Flags so fucking bad. <laughs> and Alex is like, you have never said you wanted to go to Six Flags before. I was like, I love Six Flags. Six Flags is great. I want to go on a roller coaster. And he's like, you're not going on a roller you can't coaster. Go to- <laughs> I'm like, there are no studies that say I can't go on a roller coaster. Like what? Should- the baby will just come out a little dumb. That's fine. <laughs> I think the risk is much higher than that. Actually. Like, look at yeah. that. It's a placental abruption. That's oh, really? the risk. Yeah. Oh, no one said yeah. that. Your placenta can detach. Oh, I thought you just get a little stupid. <laughs> no, it's not shaking the, the baby. baby That's came the out problem. And now I don't care about Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was anything like that. Like, food-wise, I basically, like, I haven't really restricted anything because I feel like most of the things that they recommend are super out of date. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't drink, at, like... That's basically the only thing I've stopped myself. So, like, any, if I have a craving for something, I usually just eat it. Um, you know, what I really miss, I miss Renee. I miss having great skin. That's one where I'm like, it's probably fine topically, but since it's so bad 
orally, I don't want to take that risk. The vitamin, vitamin A. Well, isn't that the one where it's like you get pregnant accidentally when you're on the anti act that acne cream? Not the cream though, the pill. Oh, it's okay. the pill that it literally will cause birth defects. It's yeah. like if you take, yeah, if you take the pills, hundred percent. Yeah. The topical they just have never studied because Obviously. it's unethical. Some people think it's fine. Some people don't. That's the only one where I'm like, I'm not going to do it, but I miss it because my skin is so much better. Your skin looks great. Thank you. Looks really good. I did. I did a facial yesterday, so. But I feel like it was better. So that's the only. That's the only thing I'm like. Oh, I really miss it. She has a moment like that too, where she's like, I can't, can't use, use my, my face wash. wash. Yeah. yeah. I, again, like, there's definitely some ingredients in my my moisturizer and stuff that I'm is on the list, but. She definitely should Probably have been lifting nonsense. that keg, though. That's a big no-no. Why? Her lifting that keg, you can't lift over 40 pounds. Yes, you can. You can. Isn't yeah. No, my sister is doing, like, 100-pound snatches, probably. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's actually a... I, I, act, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I know lots of people that weight lifted throughout pregnancy. Oh, I didn't. And your heart rate can get high. All that stuff is fine. Listen to me. Don't listen to your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. No, but I like there's there are things where it's like obviously it's if it's really bad they will tell you it's really bad but there's also a list of things that are just silly just a little bit like soft cheeses yeah like, I ate cheeses and like runny eggs and stuff oh yeah I had oysters a couple Look at times how cute too she is she's this whole time she's so cute oh yeah my baby's really cute listeners yeah you just have to imagine what she looks like she's adorable um anyways. <laughs> to heather heather wants to quit she said her belly button looks like an inside out butthole which i thought was hilarious because i've been waiting every single day i check my belly button because it's been getting flatter and flatter and flatter and one day it's gonna be an audi and i feel like before i give birth it's i'm gonna have an audi belly button can you take a picture of your belly button every single day for the rest of your and pregnancy? do it like a time lapse yes yeah. yeah that's a good idea <laughs> i did finally take out my belly button ring it wasn't bothering me but i was like getting nervous about it yeah, but do the time loss. That would be so sick. <laughs> like, here's what I really want to Because every day I touch it, and I'm like, it's a little bit for, like, trying to pop out a little more. So, anyway. It's, uh... <laughs> that's our that's exciting to me. Uh, yeah. So, Heather want, really wants to do the skateboarding. What I really appreciate, thing. though, about this hobby that Heather's picked up is she cannot quit it. Right. She was a forever student who did all of these micro classes, and she's committed herself to her job. But she can, like, mix up her job. She did the training. And again, she's only been managing the home bases for what? Like eight months, right? She hasn't been doing it that long. So this is basically the longest thing that she hasn't been able to literally quit or restart or refresh. So having a baby? She's, she's made it to it. Well, she, yeah, having a baby. <laughs> she wants to quit, but she can't. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. And also, she I think she's a good actress in this scene because it's like, She's channeling so much pregnant woman energy right now. <laughs> the pregnant woman like She range. went from chill Heather, who, like, doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and I, we also saw her in that the Christmas movie. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm like, this is actually her playing a different role. <laughs> she has a different personality. Yeah. This is Heather on pregnancy hormones. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet White Josh's little puppy dog. Dog Josh. What also known as Max. Okay. That's what he wants to call him, Max. But they, Dog Josh does kind of look like both of them. Both of the Joshes. He probably should be called. White Josh found him in the garbage dump. He's also got a weird facial hair situation going on. I, don't, just, I wouldn't say eight. it's my favorite. Well, it's been eight months and he's still not over White Feather. Yeah. Did he say that? Somewhere in there, I'm sure. But, I uh, mean, I kind of see in season four it'll be... White Josh getting back together with Daryl, and they'll be a happy family with baby dog and. Oh. Yeah. Prediction. Prediction. We have the surprise reveal of Valencia and Beth, partners in business and partners in life. Very Aww. cute. Should they look very happy? They look so happy. And then we see that Sunil is now hanging out with the idiots, and poor Paula is all by herself. When did she graduate law school? Great question. Because she started in last season. Yeah, she started. Well, they had a graduation, didn't they? From law school? No, she's not a full fledged lawyer. No, I think she is. She is. Yeah, didn't she before her? I don't know. No, I don't know. So she. So they. Oh, so are you? Are you spoiling me? No, I don't remember. I thought they had a graduation because I thought like she hired Sunil. So isn't he? I feel like it's an done? internship. No. Oh, I, I don't know. 
That's not a spoiler, right? Because I have no idea. I can't Google it. Okay. Well, I'll, look, I'll look it up later. Look it up later. I'm getting so cozy in your bed. I'm going to fall asleep. You can sleep over. <laughs> we have to record this podcast. No, I have to go to Connecticut tomorrow morning, so I can't <laughs> sleep over. But we have to finish. Don't worry. We'll finish. Um, and, of course, the one thing that has not changed, which is Nathaniel and Rebecca are still having sex. And Dr. Copian is like, I thought this time would be different. But Rebecca is still not listening. Well, the funniest part of the Gopian and Becca dynamic is, oh, I keep calling Rebecca, but Rebecca, um, is when she calls out Dr. Gopian's wacky necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are so funny. I do like a statement necklace, though. Yeah, she's got some cool stuff going on. Two ladies solving crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And I mean, I can't believe, like you said, if Nathaniel and Mona don't have that much chemistry, why are they still together eight months later? That's a long time to stay together with not not that much chemistry. Maybe he's staying with her because he knows it's not going to go anywhere and he's doesn't want to have to face the, he wants to be with Rebecca, but she's not ready situation. Well, I want to actually, I have a question. Mm -hmm. She says this is the healthiest relationship she's been in. Yeah. And I think it's going pretty well for her. But I'm actually remembering that when she lit Robert's house on fire, they were having an they affair. were having an affair too. Yep. So why? So that affair ended in her burning his house down because he said he would leave his wife and he wouldn't. Yep. Now she's having an affair with Nathaniel, and he's telling her he'll leave Mona for her. Yep. And she's not having it. Yeah. So I didn't juxtapose those in my head until just this moment. So, so something's something's changed. changed. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly some things have changed. So she could like, she could be happily ever. Maybe it's maturity. She was like in her early twenties back then, but also she's been through a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy. therapy. (laughs) She went through group therapy. She has a diagnosis. I'm assuming she's on better medication now. Yeah. She's had eight months with Dr. Acopian, but she's still nervous. I get it. She doesn't want to make the same mistakes again. Because what happens if she does get excited about, hey, Nathaniel wants to be with me. And then Nathaniel doesn't follow through and doesn't break up with Mona. Does Agopia know that she gave Daryl her egg? Yes. I think she She kind of caught her up in the the recap, right? Yeah. So she was like, I shot myself up with a lot of hormones. Yeah. Because Dr. Shin didn't know. Dr. Shin didn't know. (laughs) Because my thought was, it went with the Robert comparison. She wanted to marry him. Yeah. Like, it was about marriage. Then she had the Josh thing. It was all about getting married. It was yeah. all about this marriage, marriage, marriage. And I think love, marriage, babies is kind of all that tied together. So I think the affair now with an egg gone to Daryl, I think she's starting to lose her, the heteronormative story. And she's just letting herself follow her heart in a certain way. So I don't know. She's in such a good place now. I want her to end up with Nathaniel. Yeah. But I also want her to end up with Trent. <laughs> Yeah, so it is interesting because, like what you were saying with Mona, with like the script, right? The script, yeah, the, the like, checklist. The checklist. She's not trying to follow the checklist anymore, which is great. Yeah. But I also do think part of it is like, what if she lets herself feel those feelings? She's afraid to let herself feel those feelings because she's afraid that it will spiral out of control again. Mm-hmm. So, my, what I was trying to say earlier is like, what if she decides, okay, I do want to try this with Nathaniel? She calls him out and then he says, like, same thing as Robert. No, I'm not going to leave Mona. Yeah. Is she going to burn down his office? Maybe. Maybe once she lets those feelings out, she won't be able to put them back inside. Anyway, I get it. I think she's afraid. I think she's afraid too because there was something so raw in my stomach, in the pit of my stomach, when Nathaniel goes to touch Mona's hand at the baby shower. like And Rebecca sees it. And she sees it. And I feel like... I feel like we've all been in those moments where it's like you have a crush on someone, but they're like, so not into you. Yeah. But I mean, it's so different because Nathaniel's into Rebecca. So right. I don't know. It's just this But weird. even just seeing them with someone else, I think there, it was the two pieces of it, right? Yeah. Like she was jealous, but also she was like, oh, now Mona's a real person that I, I can shame. see that I'm like hurting. Yeah. So it was a lot of things at once in that moment, which was really tough. It also just shows what a scumbag Nathaniel is for him to just be parading around. Like, I know. let me gingerly touch your hand and like, you know, probably snuggle you at night telling you I care about you. And like, oh, I love Nathaniel so much, but you're right. You're totally right. He's such a scumbag. <laughs> he is a scumbag. 
And I we should not forgive him no. for what he's doing to Mona. But Mona's not our protagonist, so we don't care what happens to Mona. Yeah, just kind of lame. <laughs> I think she's really pretty. She's really it. pretty. Okay. I get it. There's, again, this is where it's like they're so great on paper. What do you think is going to happen with Mona and Nathaniel? I think Trent and Mona are going to end up together. No, I don't know. I'm I'm all out of wax because the Trent wild card that we just saw. (laughs) It's ruining your predictions. This is why you're not allowed to be spoiled. Not allowed to be spoiled. Yeah. (laughs) Trent ends up with Dr. Gopian. (laughs) Dr. Gopian's married. She's married. Yeah. Yeah. Met her husband. Dr. Gopian. Dr. Gopian. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Um, yes. Well, what'd be great is, okay, so Rebecca gives an egg to Daryl yep. and theoretically white Josh. She gives an egg to Valencia and Beth. <laughs> and she just becomes an egg donor? And then she donates an egg to Nathaniel and Mona. Oh my God. And she just, everyone has her, her baby. <laughs> There's just a ton of Rebecca There's babies. There's just a ton of Rebecca babies. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, so then we get, so we have this therapy scene, which is like, it's, it's Rebecca's still in denial. We kind of jumped ahead to when she starts to, to realize why she's doing what she's doing, but she's still in denial. She thinks things are going really well with Nathaniel. Um, Paula is super mean. She's also in denial about being super mean. She thinks she's being helpful and everyone keeps saying she's the office bitch. And she's like, it's a joke. The mug is a joke. And we're like, Oh, we thought you knew you were the office bitch. Um, he's like, well, you're nice to me. So. Right. <laughs> because like, I don't care. You're nice to me. Uh, everyone. And also what has happened to Rebecca and Paul's relationship? It's pretty good. I think. I mean, and that's I- what I was thinking, but she didn't tell her about an eight month affair. Mm-hmm. Like, are they as close as we think? Or is she focused on, again, this is where I'm like, is Rebecca just focused on healing and herself? Paul's really taking a step back. They're not really doing any. I feel like they're healthier. Like their relationship is healthier. Like, obviously I'm sure Rebecca would have, should have, I don't know, should have told Paula, but like, remember when she didn't tell Paula about Greg and then Paula was so mad, but like, I think their boundaries are better where like Rebecca is like, you're going to be mad at me. But like, because she's having an affair, not because she's like, didn't tell her, you know, yeah. like a, that I thought was good. They have good boundaries, but you're right. Eight months is a long time to not tell your best friend yeah. that you're sleeping with somebody. Right. Even and, if you're embarrassed about at it. at the office. And it's this, it's like her boss. It's the, the layers of secrecy. Yeah. 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 I get it. Are we, are we at all surprised that Heather was a super chill baby that never cried? No, <laughs> no definitely but there was not. a very funny Heather moment where um, she's trying to go to the skate park thing. And she's like, Oh, look, a podcast. Yeah, I have that written down too. She's like, oh my god, a podcast. And Hector's like, where? Like, what does a podcast look like, Ashley? (laughs) A podcast. Another really good Heather line that I like from this one, he's saying, like, oh, he didn't get a present for Daryl. And she's like, I'm making his present. (laughs) I don't do so that's actually interesting. Do you actually think a surrogate has to get a present for the baby shower? No. No, I don't think so. Definitely not. Absolutely not, right? But yeah, this is an interesting idea of like, well, I mean, obviously Daryl's having this like over-the-top baby shower, but it is interesting when you're curious if there's any listeners out there who have adopted or had a surrogate and then did you have a baby shower? How did you have the shower? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you have a surrogate, it's kind of weird. Right? It's like, does a surrogate get invited? Because their baby is in them, but then you're also, the presents are all for the parents. So is it weird? I don't know. That's lots of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably wouldn't invite the surrogate unless they're a friend. I don't know. But I have no idea. I don't know the etiquette. I have literally no clue. Does anybody know? I did know that they had the decorating onesies at this shower, and I had decorating onesies at my baby shower. (laughs) Um, And I dressed her up in some of them. I'm not artistic, but I was very proud of the... So you Once know what you do in your baby shower, actually? You decorate the diapers. Why? Because then you can decorate something, but then you don't feel guilty that you don't dress the baby in it. You oh, just, like, throw it away. Yeah. So I saw that. I almost did that for my sisters, where it was like, because dec- like, you're going to change like a, 10 diapers a day for the rest of her life, basically. Make them interesting? Make them interesting. <laughs> and you get so many. So yeah. Decorate okay. diapers. That'll be funny. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> So we see this lavish baby shower. Valencia and Beth have thrown together. I don't know. Maybe um, Valencia worked some magic. What happens when you get a donated egg for free? 
I don't know. He already spent all his money on the other eggs. So that's yeah, a great question. I didn't even think of that. Maybe the law firm's doing really well. Maybe the law firm is doing really well yeah. with Rebecca and Nathaniel and their chemistry. Um, it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot of work because they're yeah. banging like every what single day. that cemetery case? You know when they dug up the dead bodies? Oh, God. That was so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember. That's not the important part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> they caught them? They sued them? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so we do we do end up in this situation where Rebecca and Paula both don't want to be at this baby shower, even though it's Rebecca's egg. I mean, she doesn't really have to be there. Other than apparently they did a blessing of the egg donor or something. So not sure what that looks the like. Blessing exactly. the, egg. the blessing of the egg. Um, but as you mentioned, like we have this really raw moment where Rebecca sees Nathaniel and Mona together, which by the way, Mona, Mona is tiny. Like she like just must be like really short. Because she's wearing high heels and she's still way shorter than Nathaniel. Um, Nathaniel's also probably pretty tall. I don't know. I just thought she was wearing like a... It's very preppy. No, it's not even that's preppy. I feel like it's something that like a 12-year-old would wear at a tennis camp. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel I feel like it's like a preppy. No, I don't know. Like a waspy tennis outfit. But yeah, I could see that. And then, of course, Paula hears her former friend, Sunil, talking to her. I don't know. Are they her employees? Like, I don't know why is Paula the one who makes the decisions about things? Or like, why did Paula hire you? Right? Paula hired Sunil. Yeah, but who gave her the power to hire anyone? I don't know. I don't really understand what her role is anymore. Yeah, that's fine. And like, what are the other, like, are there other lawyers? Or like, why does she check their work? We, it hasn't really been clarified. Again, just, not the most important part of this, but. I do like that Mai always brings facts and like <laughs> summarizes things really well. And the cardigan with cherries on it. Love cherries. Like knitted cherries. I love cherries. <laughs> I almost named the baby cherry, and Alex was like, that's not a name for me. <laughs> um, but no, because then Paula like comes in, she wants to play slappy slaps and like try to be one of the 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 great the gang. And then Maya's just like, I'm gonna have to I as much as I wanna develop like a female relationship with you, I'm on the side of consent here. <laughs> she just like slapped both of yeah. them. Yeah. But I did not understand this whole cupcake thing. Like, they both were like, we need to get out of here. And they just, like, smear cupcakes on each other. Like, they have to have and change. That now. was incredibly awkward. I just, I, I couldn't, that was, no. <laughs> yeah. But I thought their conversation was really good. Again, we said, I think it should have happened earlier than eight months. Yeah. But Paula makes a really good point, which is, like, I was Mona. You're yeah. a Tanya. Like, think about my situation. I actually don't agree with that. Why not? Because Tanya was a one-night stand True. mistake that was profusely apologized yeah. for. Where this has been episode. This is worse. This is so, so technically this is worse. This is like Tanya, Tanya times eight months, 32 weeks. Right. But if you think about how hurt Paula was, even from just that one mistake that her husband made that he apologized for immediately, think about how much more hurt Mona would be to well, find out that well it's not like maybe they don't maybe they're not as close maybe they're not you know they're not married for years and years and years and they don't they're not married with teenage children but it also he's been sleeping with Rebecca pretty much the duration of their relationship the entire relationship the entire relationship how messed up is that that's so messed up it's, it's like really messed up because it's like they broke up when they met at the strip club yeah and also what is she doing West Covina Mona yeah I don't know She's like in finance or something, but you know, West Covina, the finance capital of California. <laughs> West Covina. But I think it makes a lot of sense that this conversation with Paula is what kind of makes Rebecca realize that she needs to actually end it. I mean, it's a combination of seeing him with Mona and then also the conversation with Paula, but it, Paula's always been the person that she talks things out with, you know, that she like, make sure that everything is, is kosher with. Right. Yeah. So yeah. This was a really emotional scene though. Cause it's like, I think deep down he knew that this would have to come. I don't know. He was never going to end it. Like never, why would he? Never gonna right. Cause he, cause he, Mona's just there to like buy time with he, Mona was the rebound that he just doesn't know what to do with. She's yeah. She's still the rebound. I'm sure she helps him feel emotionally. Okay. 
And like when he, he can't have what he really wants, which is Rebecca, it was really sad. And they have this very emotional office supplies conversation to which Tim says, why am I crying right now? <laughs> well, do you think Rebecca is going to let herself love him? I don't know. You've seen this though. I guess we'll find out. She's going to have to choose between Trent and... <laughs> She's going to have to choose between Trent and Nathaniel. What is Trent's role in this? <laughs> Why is he back? I don't I'm know. happy about it. I know. But is he, like, finding out that Rebecca... I am so excited for you to watch the next episode. Is it because of the baby? Is he... Is he <laughs> no, he's not a doctor. He's a computer guy. It's not like he's going to be deli- <sighs> Oh, Ashley. You are not prepared. Oh my god, no, I think I can make a prediction. Okay, make a prediction. It wasn't Daryl's semen. Oh my god. It was Trent's semen. And now that Trent and Rebecca have made a baby through him hacking the sperm bank. Oh my god. Am I right? This is a really complicated theory. Yeah. So he's here to claim the baby because it's Rebecca and... Oh my god. That would be a big twist. All right. You'll find out. You're going to watch the episode. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm probably like not going to. I really like that theory. I think it's a great theory. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So the real, the real for real. And you can tell at first Nathaniel's like, this is just the thing again, where we say we're not going to do it again, but then it's real. It's really not going to do it again. It's really sad. Clearly, they both care about each other. Well, a imagine lot. having this conversation and having to sit in the room with that person and work across I from know. Them every single day. And even the way that, but it's funny because they're like, I wish you all the best office supplies. And I'm like, wasn't that a metaphor for sex? Yeah. So now you're being like, I just hope that you have great sex in the future with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And that's where, so in this scene, he goes back into the office and yeah. then she goes to like the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she goes to the like, supply closet to be alone. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but you're right. They do share an office. So where is she she's going? going to the bathroom, I think. Maybe. Because that's where I think the supply closet is, too, that door over there. Maybe she's going to the supply closet. Mm-hmm. Can I say goodbye one last time? <laughs> so then we have Heather in this fat suit, which she thinks is going to be protective when she goes to the skateboarding competition, <laughs> which is just very, very silly. And poor Heather is just, like, had enough. I mean, I'm not that pregnant yet. So, like you said, maybe there'll come a time where I am, like, doing crazy stuff. You're in the third trimester. I am. Well, I just hit it today. Yeah. So. So then she decides she's still going to the skateboard competition, but Hector basically tackles her to stop her. What a good guy. And that's kind of where he gave me, he still gives me friend vibes. Yeah. Like, they're very cordial, but I don't know if they I don't know, because initially you said that you thought they had good chemistry at the yeah, beginning of their relationship. They can. It can be excitement. She liked his smooth arms. Now she hates his smooth arms. Yes. <laughs> well, now I just feel like they're they're both taking on the hobby of making this baby, so they haven't had time to be a couple again. Yeah. So that's part of it. I mean, that's what happens when you get pregnant, right? Yeah. That's true. Even if it is your baby. <clears throat> and then we talked about the slapping scene, but basically... Sunil and Paula sit down and Sunil is honest with her, which again, they're good friends. Like they should have talked about this before. It's been eight months. Right. The best, like Paula hasn't been involved with Rebecca's life. She's at at odds with Sunil. I'm like, what's she been doing? She must be pretty sad. Hopefully her and Scott are still doing well. That's why I'm like, she must've been focusing on law school. That's why she's just been, no, that doesn't make any sense though. Cause they're working. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I you didn't work while you're in law school. Yeah, because she was working. Also, while she doesn't was in law he have before. two kids and his wife is dead? Who's watching the kids? I don't know. People work while they have kids. <laughs> Who's watching his kids? Maybe they're in school. Okay, maybe true. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how old his kids are. Um, but yeah, you you would think. I'm I'm curious what happened in the eight months that Sunil didn't say this stuff initially and be like, hey. I'm good at my job. Like, why are you being so mean to me? But he finally is honest with her and is like, you're being like really hard on me. And I'm, I do good work. And he's like, they're all idiots. But like, my work is good. And that's a conversation you have a month after. Right. Where you're like, eight months constant, later. Yeah, not eight months later. Yeah. So the timing, I mean, I think obviously they wanted everything to be eight months later. So it had to flow this way, but it's still sure. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they made up, and now they're back. Hopefully, back to just making fun of the other 
guys together. And Paul opens up a little bit as well. Ah, and then, of course, we get Nathaniel. It's like everybody kind of just bears their soul. Yeah. And like you said, maybe just the the feature of this being an eight-month time skip, but it's like, why did all these people model things up for so long? And now, eight months later, they're letting them all out. But Nathaniel is, makes it pretty clear that he wants to be with Rebecca, and if she wants to be with him, then he will be with her. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nathaniel. She just doesn't want to die again. I know. I just want to, like, I want, I feel like she owes it to Nathaniel to kind of, like, explain where she's coming from. I feel like she, get it. she did before they broke up the first time, which was, like, I'm not ready. It's me. Like, she was very clear, and I think that he got it. I don't know if he understands the depths of it and, like, how much it has affected her, but I don't think she did either until... She talks to Dr. Copian and it comes out and she's like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm afraid to try because like I have abandonment issues. And if I get that feeling like I'm going to be abandoned again, like I'm going to hurt myself or I'm going to hurt somebody. And I like, I like that she's at least self-aware enough to know that she doesn't want to be like that, which shows that she's made progress. But yeah. It's just so heartbreaking. It is, because Nathaniel wants to be with her, and she wants to be with him. You just want them to be together. Or at least I do, because I'm Team Nathaniel. Team Trent. 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 <laughs> team Trent. Oh, my God. I love, I like Dr. Copian pointing out, like, you are much more stable than you were. You're a loving person who deserves mm-hmm. love. That's everyone everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves love. That's one of the most powerful lyrics was what some rapper was like. <laughs> some rapper. Every everybody people, everybody love, everyone. That was the most powerful. So powerful. So powerful. At least when it came out, I heard it. I really need to hear it and it always stuck mm-hmm. with me. Uh, so we kind of wrap everything up. Obviously, Sunil and Paula make up. Paula apologizes to him. Hector makes Heather take a bath and she realizes that she's just not loving being an adult missing her her old Heather ways she has a baby she's having a lukewarm bath yeah so yeah. hot baths are fine it's, all those studies were done so is because of Josh fevers. with Hector's mom uh, clearly that has not been discussed at all. I know that was one of your predictions, but yes, we're going to have to wait at least until the next episode. I can't remember if we find out, but we learned absolutely nothing about what has happened with Josh in this episode. Oh, oh I had a, I'm looking through my predictions to see if I wanted to make any based on everything we've just debriefed on. And I did have one that Trent takes out the hit on Mona. So you Mona, did have that did as have a that prediction. Hit. Yeah. So do you think Trent's going to take the hit out on Mona? Do I think? Or do I know? Do you know? Oh, you'll never say it. Okay, <laughs> Watch so, the episode. So I'm going to say Trent. It's really Trent's sperm in the baby. <laughs> what else? Um, okay. And I'm going to say that uh, White Josh and Daryl get back together. And it's not actually one baby, it's twins. And Rebecca, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's too, it's, it's not a soap opera. It's not a soap opera. It's not a soap opera. What is Trent doing back? What is Trent doing back? Because <laughs> uh, usually he comes at when we need him. When we need him most. He comes when we need him most. What's he going to do? Oh my God, I don't know. Tune in, tune in next time we record, and I'll... I'll and you'll have found I'll, out. I'll have found out. Oh. Yep. So I like these predictions. I'm very excited for them. But, of course, the very last scene, Rebecca texts Nathaniel. She shows up at his house, but at the last minute, she decides not to face her fears, even though she sings the reprise of it. And she decides she's not ready. And Nathaniel looks really sad. And Rebecca looks really sad. And really, the door. There's too many sad scenes at Nathaniel's doorway in this last few episodes. And I just feel like there are so many times. Where they, could, they were just so close to finally. Like where she was just so close to finally making it work. Mm-hmm. But we still have a whole other season. 
I know. I don't even know. I, they skipped eight months in the social. I don't know what's going to happen in season four anymore. I was doing so good at predicting things. I thought that Josh was going to be a priest. <laughs> now I'm getting so bad. Yeah. I think the pro bono law firm, though, is going to be a thing. I think she needs her own thing. So we've got... We have no, I don't think we need to do songs. This I don't think we do either. Yeah. I did want to say the the first song, this session is going to be different. The reference song is maybe this time from Cabaret. It's a very obvious reference. If you know the song, it's a beautiful song. I think Michael Hyatt is an incredible singer. It's not going to make the top five. It's a tight season. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Face Your Fears is a very short reprise of a song that already happened. So not counting that really. It wasn't a heavy song episode. No. Um, do we want to recap where our top five is currently? Do we know? Is it written down somewhere? It is. I have it on my phone. Okay. So Zosha's is very first penis. Fit hot guys. I go to the zoo. Let's generalize about men. And my sperm is healthy. Sounds like a good list. I have fit hot guys. I go to the zoo. This is my movement. Diagnosis. Strip away my conscience. Also a great list. Great list. I, I do. Once I finally get through this whole season, I watch them all again. <laughs> There's only two more episodes. We're doing it. We're getting there. I feel like you've been saying that. For I'm going to so sure. do better. I'm going to do better. Why don't we record one tomorrow? Well, I can't. I'm not going to be here. Do in the car. <laughs> do it in the car. I have work to do this weekend. Jobs are salaried. <laughs> do you know how long it takes someone to get laid off, put on a pip? I don't want to get put on a pip. I want to get promoted. Ugh. This is high achievers, man. Ugh. Just kidding. We all were like that. <laughs> like, I, the only reason I'm saying that is because I already got promoted. <laughs> you, you fucking Rebecca. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, gang. I think that's going to be a wrap for us. We got... Ashley's got some good predictions. Got some good predictions. And I slept through the whole episode, which means I'll be up every all night. All night long. And you can watch the Trent episode. Oh, watch the Trent episode. Yeah. Well, the baby's awake. Perfect. For no reason. Yeah, that sounds like a good yeah. time. We'll get you in your jammies and then stay up until 2 a.m. And hopefully our uh, recorded from Ashley's bed audio isn't too terrible. Yeah, welcome to the uncut from the bed version of the podcast. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the episode where Veronica quits and you just get the unedited <laughs> audio. Yeah. yeah, tune in next week, the next episode where we actually record it with... Uh, properly. Properly. With headphones and mics and things. Yeah. Well, a big thank you to veronica for dealing with whatever comes out of this session thank you to nathan for our theme songs thank you to ashley and emma for being my lovely co-hosts and all of you out there have a good night and enjoy the trent episode (gasps) yeah and thanks to the for doing everything and just letting me talk (laughs) bye